Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Curmudgeon. Look it up. She was, in the truest sense of the word, a curmudgeon. An elderly lady who would come to my office two, sometimes three times a year, and vent. She'd heard me speak somewhere and had an affinity for my speaking style and sort of liked me. And she knew I was a therapist, so she would come to my office and talk to me about the relationships that she was ending. I warned you, she was a curmudgeon. She wasn't interested in learning any life skills. She didn't have on her agenda the idea that she might even learn any coping skills. All she wanted to do was come and tell me of the latest transgression and announce she was done. In one such rant, she began to talk about the person who had offended her and that she didn't even go to her funeral. And then she said abruptly, and when I die, will you say words over me? And I said, yes, ma'am. If that's what you wish, you just make sure I'm in the wheel, not from a monetary sense, but make sure that somebody on some official document says, I want Lonnie to do this funeral, and I'll be more than happy to try to give you a good send-off. Well, in the course of time, the phone rang. A young lawyer introduced himself and told me that my name had been found in some documents in the effects of a certain little old curmudgeonly lady, and that I had been designated as the officiant at her funeral. At the designated place and time, I gathered with a very small handful of people, and we told stories. We talked about this lady and how, even though she was grouchy, she was very endearing. I mean, after all, Oscar the Grouch is beloved by children. Following the very brief ceremony, as I was walking out the door, the young minute, the young lawyer stopped me. He caught my attention and said, I've got another matter to discuss with you. I overreached and simply said, look, if this is about anything monetary, uh, I don't charge any kind of honorarium for speaking at a person's funeral, and I don't care what she left in the will. Uh, I, I can't ethically take it because I was her therapist. And so let's just end it as that. He's, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not the matter at all. He said, you do realize that in addition to being the officiant at her funeral, you also became the custodian of her remains. I, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, she has asked that you take her cremated remains and take them to a certain place at a state park and scatter them. Would you be willing to do this? I said I didn't really have a problem with that and that I would take care of it as soon as the weather cleared. He said, I've got one more little favor to ask you. And I hesitantly said, what is it? <laughs> he said, well, she's had her mother in the closet for 20 years. And she has requested that she and her mother be scattered at the same location. So I left the funeral home that day with two polished rosewood boxes containing the ashes of two little old ladies. The weather was bad. It was raining, or I would have gone to the state park immediately and taken care of this last favor for this lady. As it turns out, those boxes stayed in my truck, and when I went to pick my wife up after school, she gets in the car, looks at the boxes, and says, Oh, prizes. 
to which I responded, Jackie, you, you, you do not want what's in those boxes. So, well, what's in those boxes? I said, I really can't tell you because of client confidentiality. I can't even tell you who's in those boxes. We shall refer to her as Mrs. Ash. And for two weeks, I drove around with these two little old ladies in the back seat of my truck. As soon as I got a sunny day, I drove to the state park. I went out and in a very private ceremony, returned the dust back to the earth. I'm 57. I don't know how old I'll live to be. My dad is in his middle 80s. I think that's a pretty good round number. I'd like to live long enough to be fashionably senile. I've got in my plans to go maybe at least once a month and try to shoot fish out of the big spring with my boat. I want my daughter to get a phone call at least a couple of times a year. Uh, Miss Watkins, uh, your, your dad's in the pond again with his bow. <laughs> Having been a police chaplain for 28 years, I don't think any of the young people who are still serving as police officers will arrest me. They may not even make me leave. I don't know how old I'll live to be. I may live to be 80 and I might not finish out this week. I could live to be 80 or I could not wake up tomorrow. When it happens, and it will happen, there will be a printed program. There might be a headstone. There might be a rosewood box and it will contain my name a small descriptive phrase, and some numbers. The numbers will start at 1963, and they will end with whatever year was the year that my made-from-dust chassis ceased to be able to house my soul. In between the two numbers, the date of my birth and the date of my death will be a dash. March 10th, 1963, dash. And someone else will have to fill in the blank. Because as unaware as I was of my birth, I will be unaware of my death. That little dash is the real story. That little ignored line between the bookends of beginning and end. See, if you could dissect the dash, stretch it out, peel it back, open it up, that's where the story will be. See, the dash is like a microchip. It contains all the information of the life. It holds the story that really matters on all the markers. Born, dash, died. The dash stands for lived. I will have been a son, a brother, a friend, a neighbor, a schoolmate, a boyfriend, a husband, a lover, a dad, a grandfather. I was a sinner, and then I was redeemed. I preached, I taught, I laughed, I cried. I adventured and spent many rainy days just sitting under the cleft of a rock or under the awning of a porch and just watching it rain. I spent at least one full year just sitting in the front of a pickup truck, driving to speak in different places. I've seen stars fall and cease to exist. I've seen new life, both animal and human, come into the world. 
I've been present at the taking of life and on several occasions have actually given life back to people I've rescued. I've been rescued. I've been victorious. I've been utterly defeated and lost once by just inches and another time by only seven votes. I've seen the deep insides of the earth and struggled to stand aloft on a few pinnacles. I've laughed. I've cried. I've made others laugh and cry. Most of all, I have loved and been loved. My number begins at 1963, and I do not know what my end number will be. At this point, it really doesn't matter what the numbers are. The important thing is the dash. What happened between the numbers? What will the little symbol between your numbers stand for? Will it all be selfish pursuits? Will it be full and fulfilling? Will it be of giving and serving? When you stand before the place where you give an accounting, it will not be about the numbers. It will be about the dash that's between the numbers. Everyone who is born dies. It's just a matter of time. The accounting will come when the dash is opened and our lives are revealed. Live in such a way, love in such a way, that the dash really means something. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure, is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones, Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem, Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense, If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones, and then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.